Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. What's good, y'all? Good day. This is the Grown Manish Podcast. It's the it's your guy, Bowtie Fresh. And of course, alongside, I got my homeboy. It's the honorable one, Mike J. Stepping out clean, fresh, and ready to ride. Yeah, man, I, I saw you tweeting about your your, your resurrection, uh, your, your hair resurrection the other day. It's always good to get a fresh cut, man. Hey man, yeah man. As you know, I cut the beard down some, so I cut the I cut the Rick Ross thing down some, man. So now I'm like, you know, you got to get back and grow grow back in when you cut it. You cut it lower than I expected. Oh, good though. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to let it grow back. Then you know, it's good to start getting warm, getting warm, man. So I'll, I'll leave it as a, at a pretty decent length. You know, just, you know, different yeah. little career <clears throat> options might pop up. So you know how it is, brother. Got to be got to be somewhat, you know, corporate. You know, corporate in these streets, man. So it's just another day, I man. It. I dig it. I cut my trim trim mine up pretty decent too, not not super low, but I did trim it up, make it nice and real even. For some reason, man, the the goatee beard area grows like way faster than the rest of my beard. So I, I'm always trying to like find that happy medium. Like, all right, I, I don't want it to be too crazy, but at the same time, like I'm trying to continue to grow my stuff out. So we shall see. Y'all 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 can be able to y'all be able to catch the catch the uh the grown man and this fellas out in the summer when we start taking the pics and all that type of stuff and posting it for y'all to see, you know. Y'all tell us what y'all think. Kicking in like true players, man. But we we talked about right. you know, we talked about Rick Ross, man. You know, he went through those health issues. He's going through health issues, I shouldn't say so uh, you know. I mean, definitely say say prayers to Rick Ross, man. But uh I know no doubt. Pray for last, prayers for Rick Ross, prayers for his family, you know, because if somebody has health issues, of course, it's, um, it's going to affect that individual, but the impact that it can have on the people around you, too. So definitely want to keep his family and friends and, and, and close with allies in prayer, too, because, you know, it could take a toll on the on the village. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, I guess we need to put it out there. So, uh, you know, did you see 50 Cent? Did you see his uh, Instagram post? Yeah, I saw that, man. I, what would you think that. about that? What? I, for personally, for me, um, I, I I think that was in poor taste. Um, you know, it, from a personal standpoint, if it, if it was behind the scenes, you know, I, I'm sure that whatever their beef is, you know, there's always there's been the whole, you know, some such and such is banging someone's baby mama and whatever else the beef is. But you know, even even from a personal level, you know, I I think that's a little low. Someone potentially, uh, we don't know the facts, but you know, allegedly potentially is on their deathbed. You know, being on life support, so forth and so on. And for 50 Cent to make that comment, you know, like he's Ivan Drago, you know, if he dies, he dies. That's that's just a little bit insensitive. You know, I, I don't think that there's any place for that. Um, if anything, if your beef is that deep, you know, just keep your mouth shut and keep it moving. You know, don't don't even comment on it. Um, because, again, like I said earlier, I think I think it affects, you know, other people around them, you know, the individual that is suffering or going through something. So. Uh, for me, I think it was I think it was a little insensitive, and even from a from a you know their standpoint, they're big time celebrities and you know they're big names in the game and stuff like that. It's it's just one of those things that kind of just brings uh, a bad light to you, uh, bad PR. So 
I don't know. I, I wasn't with it. Like I said, I, there's a lot of people that I that I despise to the ends of the earth, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way to wish ill will on somebody. I'll just keep my mouth shut and keep it pushing. Yeah, and I you know I'm trying to feel the same way. I know that I've been been known as Teddy Murphy here. You know anything Teddy <laughs> can put behind Petty McGuire, anything you can put. You know, Petty Pablo. Anything you can put behind it, I, I've been known. To, I've been known Pablo. to take. I've been known to take the shot, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I probably in that case I wouldn't. And if honestly, if I was gonna take the shot, I probably would make it a funny comment and like one of my songs, and then like you know, be like, yo, you whatever, 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 resurrect so I can get you again. Something, something would be like a, a good taste. You know, I want you to get better. That way, I can jab you again. You know, so I don't right. know. But uh, yeah, this kind of reminds me of last week's episode, man. You know, I kind of, you know, I was told I maybe went too far on my on my brigade of being uh upset last week. So, you know, I don't apologize for what I said and how I feel. But you know, maybe I could have did it in a better manner or not took it here. But you know, I was frustrated. I'm human. I think that's one good thing about this show. I've never tried to portray, my, portray myself or as you either as somebody who I'm not. I am a Christian, but I'm going at, thir- at 35. I'm still. Growing and maturing of how I feel about things in life, and if you piss me off, then you know there's 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 action to be had. So, but now I'm just as as I'm getting older, I got to be more cool with my words and all that type of stuff. But I'm still gonna throw shots, just maybe not to that extent. You know, I like the same in good nature, funny shots. Maybe not to be such you know vitriol behind the shot. But, uh, no doubt, yeah. bro. We all like you said, we all growing, man. We all healing. Hey, before uh, we push on, I uh, want to I want to give a shout out to a very important woman to my life because I wouldn't have life without her. I want to give a shout out to my mama. Today is my mother's birthday, so shout out uh, Mama Bowtie. You know, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you're still here with me. I feel blessed to have my mother with me. I know that a lot of individuals can't say that, but I feel very blessed to still have my mother with me and be able to. Um, talk with her and, and, and see her. So definite big shout-out to, to Mama Bo, Ty. I love you, and I know you're having a fantastic day. Yeah, and I, I second that. I mean, you know, his mama, my mama, you know, we spend a lot of time as kids over each other's houses, spending the night and all that type of stuff. So no definitely, doubt. man, so definitely shout-out to, you know, I don't want to give her government because, you know, Mama Bo, Ty does not play. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> One eye, one eye, Willie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the reason Hell Real got ran down at the Chinese buffet. <laughs> Man. But, uh, <laughs> yo, there's animals in these streets. But, yeah, definitely, you know, shout out to, you, yeah, know, Ms., you know, Mama Bowtie. You know, I've been knowing her since, what? It's like we was kids, so we was kids, man. It's <laughs> like kids, but uh, definitely, man, for that, man. So, uh, so I'm trying to think. Do I have any? I don't think I have any other other birthday shouts or anything like that, man. So, uh, you ready to push on, man? I guess. Your, I guess. I guess that means it's time for for your boy 45. This that guy. damn Trump news, hey man. He been she showed his entire orange hued skin orangutan ass this week. Yo, number one, all right, and I'm not gonna get into like a full like policy discussion. These are just four things that I seen this week that I believe were funny but also terrifying, especially from the leader of the free free world. Yo, did you see my man say he was he would have ran into the school to stop the shooter? <laughs> yeah, I saw that, man. Yo, but conversely, yeah. how my man gonna run into the school? But then the White House, the doctor put him on a diet to change the, on the diet because he's too because he's overweight. 
And I'm not saying I'm out here <laughs> rocking this, rocking a six pack and nothing like that. But dog, can you really see 45 running anywhere? Oh, it's I not gonna happen, man. The dude eats eats like hamburgers. I mean, he's big fish fish uh McFish with the with the fish fillets. Is that what they call? Yeah, oh, fish fillet. Yeah. Man. He's a savage dude. He's steak with ketchup and 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 well done. They get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, bro, it, it, hey man, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, uh, I don't see Trump running into anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he says this stuff, but I don't see him being that type of guy. Like I don't see him being that stand up type of guy. He's proven, he's proven time and time again that he's not a stand up guy. I mean, just just the other day there was footage going around, and, and to me this is kind of like it's it's not a bravery thing, but it just speaks to your character. So you should have a person you are. Just the other day, there was footage of this dude and, and his wife boarding uh, uh, Air Force One, and he just dips out the car and dips right on into the airplane like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, she can fend for herself. You know what I'm saying? While meanwhile, like she's getting out, she's got on heels and she's trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like a real dude, a stand-up dude would have been like, you know, all right, you know, y- y'all pull around and let her get out. I would have probably got out and you know maybe tried to give her a little. You know, put my jacket or umbrella or something. Her my, like, I would have gave her me, my jacket. It's not gave, like he ain't got Yeah, he gave her my jacket. That's what on, I'm man. saying, man. It's like it, it just speaks to character. It's not a. It's not about bravery or anything like that. It's just the type of person that he is, and it's just it's just one of those things. It's like, man, I don't I don't see you running into no damn school, especially if someone no. got a gun or something like that. That's that's just not gonna happen, man. Like to me, he he would be like a, a bad Steven Seagal, man. You know what I mean? Like I could see him like. Better yeah, I could see him being like Paul Blart Mall Cop. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, but worse. Shooting across the worse. floor and some other random worse, stuff, man. Man, the dude only like he can walk upstairs. Only it's not like the way he's yeah. playing, he can walk upstairs. It's like you know how he gets on the stage and they got like three steps to go from the floor to the elevated stage. That's it. That's a done deal. Dude ain't ain't out there making he ain't doing no trekking, he ain't doing no you seen Obama, Bush, Clinton, they were jogging. Hey, it's hitting the only thing hey, dude Ob- does Go ahead. No, I was going to speak to that. I was going to say President Obama, he, he's mean on that basketball court, man. You always yeah. see him on the basketball court getting ill. Only thing you see Trump do is go golf. And, he's, you know, he's been in office 400, I think 407 days. And, uh, you know, he's been on, on his private prop, golf property, I think, 103 days. So that's a big, you know, yeah. petty, petty, petty Pablo here. But, you know, it's rooted in fact to all my Republican friends. Rooted in fact, but Petty you know, Pablo waving, waving, yeah. Trump, waving Trump's toupee around like a helicopter. Hey man, <laughs> yo, when the when the toupee flew the last time, yo man, son looked like something you see on Star Wars or something like that. He looked like one of the ones you. He looked like that way that toupee <laughs> blew up. You know what was the dude man who was evil, or a pilot or whatever his name is, the one who turned uh, Vader to be dark. Uh, oh, uh, Palpatine. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Emperor, yeah, Emperor he Palpatine. That, he got that look to him, man. But, you know, not the fact he was fighting, but he just got that little weak look to him. But I'm going to push on, man, because, yeah, uh, hey, my man even lied about the stuff for UCLA and them basketball players over in China. They said the stuff was already done before he even got before he even got uh, taken care of. So, you know, you know the wow. biggest baller, LeVar, had to come down there and tell him to stay in his lane. <laughs> stay in his lane, man. Right. So, I mean, and he, how you going to lie? Say you're gonna do something and then get mad at Lavar to I should have left him in China in jail. Bro, you out here lying. Yeah, I mean yeah, the dude is yeah. like a pathological all out liar. It's just like have you dog, well, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Have you ever known somebody who's just like a pathological liar? 
well, I know, I know one, I know one guy. I'm not gonna say his name on here. <laughs> you yeah. know who he is too, bro. Well, I, I, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. not, but um, not, but, but not I, to but the extent, not too, to the extent of DT. Yeah, I know another one too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Shout out twenty two. Yeah. Hey man, hey. <laughs> I would, I would, I would. Hey man, you know, hey. Shut, shut <laughs> hey, but you know, not not to the extent of room. Donald Trump, though, man. No, no, no. But yo, man, dude was Long Island. But Del, did you see him called Jeff Sessions, Mister Magoo? Yeah, I seen that. So let me, let me, I'm let me you, ask man, you, this, this, this. Go ahead. No, man. So all right, you Jeff Sessions, and we, and you and I, we both love the movie Lean on Me. When is Jeff Sessions gonna have his Mister <laughs> Darnell moment and say he's gonna kick his ass? You know, Mister Darnell came up in the office and flipped the table. He said, "I will kick your ass." Did he say your black ass or your neuro? I think he said your he black said ass. He said your black ass. <laughs> he did. He said, I will I'll kick, kick your, your black, black ass. ass. Oh! <laughs> When is Jeff Sessions, old uh, King of the Hill, Harlan Hill looking ass, gonna have his uh, gonna have his moment where he's tired of it, man? Yo, it's like yo every week, yo. The Mister McGoo thing out there rolling though. Yeah, and man. Then the last, and then the last one, you hear uh, Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks was up in the White House. Hope Hicks was nice looking, nice attractive woman. She's talking about that, you know. She's talking about she was told people that she tells white lives for the president. And I was watching, I think, Meet the Press or something. They said uh, Trump was devastated and depressed that she was leaving. Man, the only thing right. that dude cared about was he was trying to get on. You know he was. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, one, so that's one less pussy for him to grab. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope you're so beautiful. I would love to be able to just make love to you like I did Stormy all day long. At least for two oh, minutes. not Stormy. Two minutes, of the, two minutes of the best love making you ever can have in your life. Oh, Billy Bush, you should have seen it. Oh, but she's putting so much cock in her. Oh, my God. I'm a cocksmith. Get out of here, man. You wow. Know, man. <laughs> hey, you know, he's the type of dude This is a pathological liar, man. That's all he care about. Oh, Come on, man. man. You think that dude gives a damn about women or anybody oh, yeah. else besides no, himself? No, not at all. Not here, at man. all. That not dude at is all. a pathological liar. Get him up out of here. And that's why he's mad because he can't keep fire. He probably was up in Hope's office all the time or calling to the White House. Hey, Hope, how's it going? Hey, you want to wanna grab a cup of coffee with, a, you know, with the POTUS? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just right. sit next to me. I bet you he does wow. make people call him that. I bet you he both oh, does call him POTUS. Oh, yeah. Make himself feel yeah, more man. important. Hey, man, so. Like I said, man, that was just that was that down Trump news for the week, man. It's just it was it was it's been wild, yo. But I had to like hit them four points. I know sometimes it can be a long. We're not talking about policy. We're just talking about how like, my man is funny and he out here wilding. I ain't even get to the whole trade thing. Wait to that to another time. Trade. Oh yeah. Hey man, so this week, old uh, Trumpy, sit on the sit on the Twizzler, man. I, I feel, man, I want you to knock, uh, at least talk about the teacher, man, because, uh, you know, and we both can kind of oh together about Tay Diggs. Yeah, this broad. So uh, her name is, Di- I want to say Diana. Yeah, and Di- Diana Bolichich. She was a uh, middle school teacher in Florida who uh, pretty much got exposed, got found out that she has a white nationalist, uh, she's a host of a white nationalist podcast and is spewing hate against minorities, um, uh, minorities of every uh, every faction, you know, whether it be race, religion, so forth, so on. Like, she's just out here just letting it fly. And I, I mean, I assume or figure that she, maybe she didn't think anybody was going to find out or put her on blast, or, or maybe she didn't, just don't care. I don't know. But, but the fact that she's a middle school teacher 
you know, and I'm sure that unless she's in a, a you know, a pretty – I forgot where it was, but unless she's in a pretty segregated place, I'm sure she has individuals in her well, classroom. Like, but it was, like, mostly or work white. Within, I think it was, like, 95% white. Yeah, so, I mean, like, she's – she probably felt real comfortable doing so, but, yeah. I mean, like, just, just the fact that she's in a position to even have the opportunity to, to teach any child of a, of a minority uh, or a minority background or – Heck, even some of the stuff she was saying was was against individuals of the LGBTQ community. It's just like she was just out there. So, um, Diana, Diana Volatich, you bitch, you can sit on a Twizzler. We, you know, here at the Grown Man This Podcast, we don't we don't allow people to play around with kids in any fashion. So, you can go ahead and sit your bitch ass on a Twizzler because we don't play that type of stuff. I'll second that. You know, she can wrap this big old black Twizzler, wrap it around the throat. Stick it down the esophagus, and we can go ahead and pull it on out of ass, man. Because uh, you know, she's out here wilding, and it's not even and it's beyond the fact of uh, you know she's saying these things. She's poisoning other students to giving these, these right. Views, their parents aren't giving them these views, and that's the only thing. Well, we go to Miss Diana's class, and she blah 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 blah, making these comments. So yeah, it's, right. You know, she she can go and us. She said that she was going to disappear for a while. She scrubbed everything from the internet, but she you know, internet receipts. And the internet is undefeated. So, uh, shout the out internet to is undefeated. Folks. Shout out to those folks, man, who are who are constantly on on the catching folks who are doing that stuff. So, hey, man, no doubt. And I'm, a, hey, man, I'm gonna give one to Tay Diggs, man. So Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs <laughs> is blaming and Tay Diggs is blaming black women because he's not dating because he was married to a white woman. He felt like he got too much of a backlash, bruh. You aren't the only black actor, black athlete, like anything that has that has married a white man or a white woman. Do I feel? I mean, I, no one. I mean, you making a bigger deal than what it is. Even if those people are making those comments, why would you allow people on the internet to, to get you so mm-hmm. upset, brother? If you love playing in the snow, continue to play in the snow, but don't blame right. black women because you right. have an issue. I, I mean, right. I, I I don't I don't understand that, man. So. I don't know if he's upset the way his career didn't go and he didn't like become the superstar that he thought he was going to be. But, bruh, I mean, I'm going to have to get Honest- big old Twizzler, man. Go ahead. Okay. Honestly, bro, I, for for me, I think it's one of them things that, like, kind of kind of piggyback off the last thing that you said. I think that Tay Diggs feels some type of way about his career currently, and this is a way to try to get himself, you know, kind of talked about again, kind of back up, you know, in the in the – in the ranks of things or in conversations or whatnot, because I mean, you, you and I were both, you know, educated black males who've, who've grown up in, in, you know, the black community. We know that there are things that are said by black women or, or black, uh, black people in general about dating outside your race or whatnot. But again, some of those things are stereotypical. Some of those things are ignorant, but at the end of the day, whoever you love, whoever loves you, whoever you want to be with, that's who you're going to be with. And you can't let some some ignorance or some people on the internet or or whatever, you know, keep you from living your life or saying, oh, I feel like I can't date white women in the future or whatever. And the great words of Bernie Mac in House Party Three, fuck them, fuck them up against the wall. Who cares? Who cares what people say about you, man? Who cares about what people 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 talk crap about me all day long? I'm not in, in my position in my career. I'm oftentimes the only black male. The only black male sitting at these executive tables, sitting in these meetings. And I know these people talk shit about me because of the way I wear my hair or because I dress way better than they do or whatever the case may be. But it's not gonna, I'm not going to let them dictate what I do. 
And it's, it's, the, it's the same in life. It's the same, you know, however. Mike J and I, we both have uh, beautiful black women in our lives that we are in relationships with. But, but Mike J and I also always shout out to Becky's. Why? Because we don't discriminate. We recognize real. We recognize individuals who may have it going on or look good or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to just sit here and say, oh, well, you know, you know, such and such shouldn't date this white guy because she's black. No, who cares? She's going to live her life. And if people feel that way about you, hey, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, Do you. I don't, have you know energy, what I'm I don't have the energy to be tracking you down. You know, I'm, I didn't exactly. see when I seen When I seen Serena Williams date that Tom Cruise looking, looking dude, I was like, damn. I wasn't like, oh, he's a white boy with Serena Williams. I was like, well, damn. Exactly. You know? I'm, I'm thinking like, damn, can he handle all that ass? I, I don't know. Hey, man, that's a lot of ass. <laughs> You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I, I don't think too but much yeah, it's a, not, it's about, not a, about her. I don't. It doesn't like you know. I'm not gonna let anybody talking about me get me to that to that space. You know, just, right? You know, both of us. I'm the I am the only black person in the whole town. I go to executive. Just, I'm just I'm, they're shocked that I'm black, and I have to it. But I won't sit back and let that just run me to run just run me to the ground. I don't know. Right. Diggs, like I think it's his career. He wants to be out there. Yeah. It, it didn't work, and then not everything is gonna work out the way you wanted to. I know his, I know his ex-wife was like playing Elsa on Frozen, so I don't know if he's feeling a certain type of way about her or about that or what. But I don't know, man. But I was just disappointed that I you know that, if you're gonna be with a white woman, no one cares. But don't blame black women for your issues or don't like that back in the day. Like you know, oh man, I only date black and white women. Okay, but then you had, but you had to throw a backhand compliment against uh, a backhand shot against black women to defend you date white women. If you love white women, right. so be it. Be like Mundini so on, 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 on Ali. He was like, I can give up that part, but goddamn, damn, goddamn white women. Woo! <laughs> hey man, that might be your yeah, man. That might be the thing. You I, might get up and see Christy Brinkley or or shout out to one of our partners who've been on the show, Brooke Shields, and you lose your damn mind. Yeah. I don't know. That ain't for me to judge. Nor do I really give him. So Tyrese. Right. I, I mean not Tyrese. Yeah, Tay man. Diggs. I think I, I Tay Diggs, yeah, man. Like I said, I I really think that he's just trying to get his name back out there, you know, try to get some relevancy. Hopefully he's got like a movie coming up. But I also think too he might be, I think this was a bad way uh, of him trying to give credit to the black woman, trying to say that they have so much power, maybe trying to get back in with the black women or whatever. I don't know what his angle is, but this was a very, very um, poor uh, display of, of whatever it is he's trying to do. He just pretty much, I don't. I can't even say he pissed people off. I think it was just more of an irritation, like, ah, oh, this guy. And you know what I mean? And you just keep it moving. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I think I think he done himself a disservice with this interview and these comments. Yeah, and then okay, and now if you are in pull pull like play devil's devil's advocate. So if you show up, you know, you say, you know, I, I can't date white women anymore because of the black women. So what happens when you, if you meet a black woman? Is she gonna be thinking in the back of her head, Well damn, the only reason he's with me is for his career so black right. women can see him and go see his movies and watch his shows. Right. And you think also black women are that damn simple that you sit back and say, Oh, I got a black woman, hell. It's been a whole bunch of repugnant, you know, individuals like R. Kelly. I ain't never seen R. Kelly. I didn't see him pee on a white woman. But, you know, they people don't mess with R. Kelly. Not because uh, he was having sex with, you know, you know, with, with the white women or anything like that. It was because he's a repugnant individual. I mean, that's, I think people, you have to give people more credit than that. And if you, if you base Absolutely. yourself off, off simple people off the Internet, bruh, it's a waste of yeah. damn time for you and for everybody else. I mean, the Internet, the Internet is one big troll. 
Twitter yeah. is one big troll. Instagram is one big troll. They're either trolling and making negative comments or making disgusting comments about people, or they're trolling, you know, because they think that such and such looks good or, you know, this model does this. Or it's, it's just a big troll. So why are you at, at, at Tay Diggs' level? He's been a successful individual. Like, why are you so concerned about this type of stuff? I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of those people we do, or one of those scenarios where you, Mike J and I talked about a couple episodes ago, what NBA players we think would not be able to survive, uh, old school NBA players would not be able to survive in this day and age with Twitter and Instagram. I think this is an example of Tay Diggs not being able to handle it, man. I really not do. Not at all. Not at all. You know, like that. So Tay Diggs, man, brother, I'm not going to give you the black tools. I'm going to give you the gold. That old red pulling pill, man, and just sit on the Twizzler, man. Make you know, come back, apologize, get yourself together, do do some good, do let the work speak for itself, and then you know, you just keep it keep it moving, man. But uh, yeah, bro, don't you ain't got to blame the sisters, man. So, uh, no, definitely no, no. something I wouldn't want to get to, man. But hey, man. So uh, <laughs> while we <laughs> while we having this conversation before we transition to sports, man. Hey, what's up with your boy the game, man? You think that was petty? <laughs> I think the game was very petty. <laughs> I and think for you those who don't know, people in just in case they missed it. <laughs> but, all right, so Khloe Kardashian, I guess her and the game had a thing back in the day. She had a picture she put on Instagram. She had her lips puckered up, and she had a noodle, like a spaghetti noodle or whatever type of noodle, you know, that was sticking out of her mouth. And she said, "Caption this." So the game went underneath there and said, "Deja vu." <laughs> So, you can probably guess what he was talking about. So uh, I don't think we have to get right. into all of that. I mean, if you if you can't guess what we're talking about, then maybe you need to like go to you know like six clues or something like that. But yeah, said caption this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. So that, that that was out there wilding, man. So uh, you know, speaking of stuff, man, you said you want to talk about Safari, man. Hey, bro, you know, go ahead, and let it out because I ain't see it. So come talk about Safari. <laughs> No, no. I, the only thing I was going to say about about Safari was that apparently just kind of like Kim K and whoever else they say uh, has has broken the internet, man. Like Safari has uh, many, many people in a tailspin, man. Like he's yeah. he broke the internet, whatever. You know, he's got he's got his little news that have leaked or whatnot, and he's he, he's out there, and I, I guess he's making a name for himself, you know, in more ways than one, I guess. I don't know. I think one of the funniest things, uh, everybody's kind of roasting, he's in a Breakfast Club interview, uh, debuting, debuting one of his songs and talking about the leaks and so forth and so on, but the the one thing that, that a lot of people are kind of catching or, you know, getting some laughs off of or whatnot is DJ Envy. <laughs> when DJ Envy, my man, literally just came out and was like, pretty much, yo, my man, is that your meat? And, like, everybody was like, whoa, like, even Angela Yee was like, you know, those are the questions that I'm supposed to ask. Like, what's going on here? So everybody's giving everybody's giving DJ Envy some some flag, man, which rightfully so, because, I mean, like, he said it like he was, like, he himself was in sheer amazement. of like, yeah, man, like, my gosh, I'm sitting all, in the same all, room with this guy, you know? That, is that all you? And it's like, man, are you going to be like yeah. the Bernie Mac joke? You going to, you know, you don't zap your pants and the room go black? <laughs> I mean, God, right. hell, DJ Envy? I mean, you know, that sounds yeah. like you wanted to take a peek. You know, just to, you know. Yeah, I mean, and if, and if you I want, and that's what I'm saying. If that's what you want to do, that's you. Live your life. You know, do you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, everybody knows that, you know, the, the Grown Manish podcast, we support the LGBTQ community or whatever. But I don't think it was anything. Like, I think it was just the way he said it. Yeah. And then Angela Yee's response, like, whoa. <laughs> like, let yeah. me ask those questions. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then and then Sapphire was making it rain with, I think, I think they said it was like, um, 
I think they said it was like maybe like a, like two thousand dollars in ones or something like that. But they said he kept on. I didn't get to see the full interview. But they said he kept on picking up some of the same money and throwing it back, <laughs> like making it rain again. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe he'll be able to get some. Yeah, I saw Charlamagne picking up the money, and then I seen some pe- some people uh, saying that uh, so some people in the adult industry, the adult movie industry, uh, making making uh, I guess passes at Safari, talking about they want to get him in a movie, let's make some money, so forth and so on. So maybe that brother has a, you know maybe that brother has a career in something else too. You never know. I mean, there's you been pl- plenty of pop culture individuals that have made you know a nice chunk of change off of a little flick. Be it be it leaked or not, you know what I'm saying. Some people have actually went ahead and done a little video or whatnot, or produced their own video and made a little change oh, off of it. I got an so, idea. You know, I got an idea. It might be a hustle for him. You never know. I got an idea. You know, grown man, we're trying to spread our empire. And last week we talked about Black China, and you know she didn't. Uh, she <laughs> she she had a, she kind of had a lacking performance. This week we talking about Safari. Black China Safari, you know what I'm saying? We get the we you know, I got a I got a MacBook now. I'll leave the room. Make sure the camera's up for y'all. Y'all go ahead and do y'all business so we can produce this thing. Go ahead and get some of this bread. I mean y'all both two people <laughs> need attention. <laughs> go ahead, man. We can do this like, you know, the straight up West Coast productions. You know, we can, you know, W C P films. <laughs> shout out to oh, wow. shout out shout out to Booty Talk. <laughs> and for those Good. who watch still, shout out to Booty Talk. <laughs> But yeah, man. So, <laughs> hey, man, I think I think I think Sapphire might be a little pissed off if he's partnered with Black China, man, because her her performance is just deplorable, man. Well, no, 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 no. But she's gonna she's gonna have to come on the come on the comeback, man. She's on the comeback. This is like it's just like you remember when MJ came back and they lost to the Magic. Yeah, something to prove, huh? You know, come back yeah. something to prove. She's gonna be out there practicing. You know what I'm saying? Getting, getting, getting better. And gonna come back and might she might put in the MVP performance. So you know you never know, man. So this is a no, a way that we all can make some bread, man. You know, Mike J is for the people. And that's something that y'all might want to see. Y'all might just want to buy. I don't I just wanna leave the room. <laughs> like, oh, this you know, put a put a cover computer and make sure you get your natural oils on it. You know, y'all leave and I'll take the computer and I'm done. <laughs> the natural <laughs> oils. Hey man, but hey, let's get to sports, man. It's been it's been a wild week in the NBA, right, man. man. Hey man, what's up? Yeah, with man. NBA NBA beef, bro. Hey man, hey, man. NBA, NBA, NBA they 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 didn't turn into some gangsters or or, or maybe to some Twitter finger gangsters. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's a rough Ricky in the daggone NBA, man. Rough Tough Tonys. Tony huh? All these type of cats. Man, man, I'm like, like what is going on here? Like. Are, like and and I don't see anybody throwing hands like you know, like you know Moses and Doc used to throw some hands or yeah. whatnot you know back in the day. But it, it's always it's always something on social media or it's always I'm gonna talk to you with like three officials and have the bench in between us and so forth and so on. So it's just like like where all of a sudden is everybody wanting to just run up on each other in the NBA? Like it's it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, ain't gonna bust the grape in a fruit fight. I mean, come on, man. Y'all Man. getting paid, y'all, and y'all use your hands to get your digits. Is what get you is what get you the million dollars, the millions and millions of dollars, man. Like Jimmy Butler, why right. are you even talking? You are not even playing. You got a messed up. Yeah. Man. You 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 shut yeah, you talk, shut up. I'm talking about stay away from my coach. You don't want smoke. What? What? Like what? Like, what? Was he at the game? He wasn't even at the game. No, I, 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 I don't even think he was at the game. 
Hey man, I, I I really I really think that these cats are letting future and 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 Migos and whoever else influence them like they are just some some tough Tonys because I I I I just don't see it, man. Like why like why all of a sudden it's everybody gangster? Why all of a sudden it's everybody just the hardest dude on the planet? Like nigga, shoot the basketball. Like this is like like this is what I'm saying, and I'm not even trying to be like. Uh, the young lady who made the derogatory comments about KD and LeBron, but I'm like, yo, like, this this isn't even a time to be gangster. Like, let's get this W so I can get some more money. Let's get some let's get some more commas. That's the only future that I'm trying to reference right here. Let's get some commas. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to run down on nobody or trying to like like seriously, man. We in the NBA. NBA. I mean, like, you wow. can't even get to anybody, like. Chris oh. Paul tried to he tried to show he tried to show the rest of the Houston Rockets a secret tunnel, and they still yeah. didn't get in the locker room to you know yeah, start any. You know what I mean? It's just like man, come on, y'all. Not a damn thing, man. But yeah, man. So uh, what's going on with man J.R. Smith throwing the super Damon Jones? And for no for those who don't I'm, know, Damon Damon Jones he's a he's assistant coach for the Cavs now. He's played he used to be an NBA player. Also known for the person who LeBron dunked on, him. he put his hand behind his head and pushed him down as he dunked on him. <laughs> that was a hell of a damn dunk, man. <laughs> hey, man. So let me, let me ask you this, man. So if you, you know, we're both in leadership positions. So one of your subordinates, which is, in, in this case it is, your subordinates throw soup on you. What do you do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try very, very hard to contain myself. That's number one. Uh, try real hard to contain myself. But um, it's going to be one of those situations where you will uh, – you will promptly be disciplined and escorted off my. Per- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I'm, I'm find a way to discipline you before I fire you or get you about the pain. But there's gonna be some repercussion. I'll just say that there's gonna be some type of repercussion. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. Man. I mean, but throwing 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 some scarlet throwing some scarlet hot soup on me. I don't know if it's scarlet hot, but throwing some hot soup on me like. That's that's just also borderline disrespectful. I mean, we ain't no borderline. We we gonna have we gonna have words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I, I'm gonna try hard to contain myself, but I can't promise that I will. Uh, but there, there, there could be in the word. And again, we are quoting the great Bernie Mac all episode. There's gonna be some furniture moving up in this mug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just. I mean, at that point now, if we're arguing back and forth. Okay, we can. We two men, we can express our opinion. We don't have to agree. But the, the way you think that I'm just that type of cat that you gonna throw soup on? You gonna throw soup at? Yeah. Me? I'm that type of guy. Yeah. All right. That's see, that's that's the thing. We we got to get because now if we in the NBA, yo, we, we we can shoot that fade in the locker room and no one has to know. That you ain't gonna, I I ain't that is not gonna be. You know, you ain't gonna feel. You never gonna go that far. You know, I don't know if David Damon Jones says something beyond disrespectful, but you got to know, like, yo, I can't do this. So I just, I don't know, man. So I just that was that was interesting to me. To see he threw the hot soup on him, man. So uh, it'll be yeah, interesting man. to see if what 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 plays out after the year. I'm, I'm surprised Damon Jones. I'm surprised Damon Jones didn't you know he get the authorities because technically, I believe that's called assault, or is it yeah, battery? It's one of the, the two. But I mean, but the thing is, if you do that, but you do that though, your career is done. Can you imagine? Kind of yeah, no, that's, that's, that's you, Yeah, you, you're done. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. da- da- Damon Jones, he seems, he seems like that type of guy. They would be like, oh, yeah, get the authorities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, little, little assistant coaching gig would be over. 
no verse. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, thing. Then you know, you just that you, you you get more respect getting beat up than shooting the five, shooting the five, than you know, than than telling. Yeah. On that in that case, we're not advocating snitching or anything like that. We're just advocating this this NBA is a brotherhood, and, it's, and the players they have, it's not the NFL. The players have more control in the NBA. So, but man, switching out of no Daniel Jones and J.R. Smith, man, I'm just curious what type of soup it was. You think it was like a a noodle type, a thin like a broth or a cream like soup? Nah, I think it was probably like a tomato basil. But I could see, I could see J.R. Smith being real. You know, have like a tomato basil with like a grilled cheese sandwich. Like I, I could see, oh, okay. I could see that. And this ain't and this like ain't throwing a tomato, throwing a tomato basil on him and just and then just like you know. Flinging the daggone crust from the daggone from 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 the grilled cheese at him after everybody starts to break it up. Yeah, man. Just being beyond, real disrespectful. Uh, beyond disrespectful. Hey, man. So, what's your favorite NBA beef? Current NBA beef or just NBA overall? Current classic, all time, whatever. Just when you think NBA beef, what pop the first thing pops in your mind? Uh, when I think NBA beef, the, the the two things that crossed my mind, uh, and I, one of them I don't even really think it's a beef. It was just a funny uh, interaction or a, uh, ill interaction was when Chris Child two piece Kobe Bryant because I think <laughs> Kobe kind of like threw a forearm and yeah, Chris Child like two piece him real quick. And yeah, but man, I, I, I don't even I don't even think that was I don't even think that was a beef. I think that was it. Was, you know that was that was just a funny moment, but I I still classify that as beef. And then I, I always for for me. I go back to uh, Knicks and the Miami Heat. Like, that that was just a beef that was just season over season over season. Like, I felt like they legitimately hate each other. I mean, I know the Knicks used to get into it with the Pacers and the Bulls. I know the Pacers and the Bulls had one, you know what I mean? But to me, it just always seemed like the Knicks and the Heat just could not stand each other. And that was just – that was a classic beef because there were some scuffles, there were some fights, but then it was a good beef too because it was just on a court battling – you know, back and forth. You had Zoe. You had Ewing. You, I mean, to me, I, when I think beef, like that's that's a beef because it was an all-encompassing beef on the court. You know, off the court, some fisticuffs. Like it was everything. So those are the let two things you, when I think NBA this. beef. So when, you, so when you think Miami, when that Miami Knicks beef, what one moment? You only can name one moment. Do you think about that? And that whole beef? Yeah, I think I think about thing. I think I think about Van Gundy getting drugged across the ground. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. was it Alonzo Morning's leg? I, I, that's the moment I think about. Yo, those son would have got drunk. He would have got drugged from the from the one inch, from the one yard line to all the way to the to the Man. goal line, the opposite way. He would have got ninety nine yards and wouldn't have made him break break stride. Yo, right, I right. Think of, I think of beef, man. <laughs> Like when you you brought it back to that, and they actually got this thing on SB Nation. They talk about different like beef, and they had one on the Dallas Mavericks with uh, Jimmy Jackson and uh, Jamal Mashburn. Mashburn, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I'm gonna send it to you if you haven't seen it. But uh, I think of man, I, I go old school, man. When we talked about Doc and Jay, man, I think about about Doc about Doc stealing off on Larry Bird and Moses and Moses Malone, you know, holding him up, man. Very much. Like, <laughs> hit, hit, hit him with a three piece. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that yeah. was like season. So that's what I, I think about, man. So think about that, man. Just the fact, yo, this, yo, just imagine most of Malone get a hold. You know that dude's strong, was the strongest hell, and here Doc, you know, oh, yeah. his hands hitting you and hitting you with the most straight right hands. So uh, yeah, man, that's uh, the boys is out there wilding. So so if y'all got any hey, yeah, NBA beef, man, hit us up. You know, hit us up on. Twitter. You know, email, something like that, man. We definitely will build a community within our show. So, us up, man, publicly, and we definitely will answer you back publicly because we want to get more people involved and, you know, 
and definitely get them involved and have you guys have a voice on our show. For sure. All right, man. So before we switch to the so NFL, man. So you know, we we made a bet on one of our shows for the MVP. You chose the Greek freak, and you gave me the field. You met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So right now, who's your, who's your favorite for MVP? I don't know, man. I'm I'm personally, I'm still rolling with the Greek freak, man. Like he's he's playing good. He's putting up he's putting up numbers. I mean, and and that's not that's not any shade against anybody else or anything like that because I definitely think James Harden is playing out of his mind. LeBron is always in the conversation, and I think KD is playing very good basketball too. But I mean, right now for me, like I'm I'm still I'm still rolling with the Greek freak, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I still go with LeBron. That's that's why I picked in the beginning of the season, man. Anthony Davis has been playing out of his damn mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's been playing out of the his brow, mind. The brow has been, been killing him. Supremely efficient, and the fact that he's, you know, you know basically the, uh, the, uh, the small forward who's a rim protector who also can threes and most the most efficient right. score in basketball, which is crazy. That's what I was going to say. I think I think KD's thing is, is, is him and his efficiency, like you mentioned. It's just like, man, like he, he – it's almost like no wasted motion with this cat. So, no. so, so definitely, definitely shout out to KD for sure. But I'm 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 sticking I'm sticking with the Greek freak man right now. I'm sticking with the Greek freak. I haven't I'm not I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Yeah, just make sure you can you can just make sure you get my my money pure ones. <laughs> <laughs> and pure ones, man. So I mean switching to the NFL combine, man. So uh hey man, so what do you think of Saquon Barkley's uh, performance at the combine? Ran a four four four. Yeah, man, I Yeah, honestly I think Personally, I think that's been the most impressive performance so far, man. Like, hands down. I mean, dude, dude is out there. He, he's killing it. And I know that a lot of people are. I've read on Twitter and been in some different conversations about, you know, everyone saying, "Oh, yeah, he's 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 gonna be better than Zeke." You know, he's this and that. I, I, that's yet to be seen. I don't know. Zeke's a bad boy, and when people, I'm referring to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but right now, I think Saquon Barkley's performance at the at the combine has been the most impressive, the most complete performance, in my opinion. Yeah, man, uh, his uh, and I seen some uh, Nick Chubb. I was watching that before we started recording. And also, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the brother from uh, I think from Central Florida who has like who has a prosthetic hand. He threw up twenty on can't. the uh, on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, know him, I can't think of his name. Like yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah. See that brother, man, throwing up 225 with a prosthetic hand, man, is, you know, that's the most impressive thing, man. So that's definitely yeah. something to talk about overcoming. I, yeah, a guy, and I, I've watched him play, man. He gets to the football. So, you know, I like two NFL teams. I like the Giants and the Colts, which ironically, they have picks back to back, you know, each year. So. You know, so there, here's the, here's a question for you, man. Knowing that you knowing that you are big fans of both of those teams, I, I mean, I've been knowing you our whole lives pretty much, and I know you're a big fan of both teams. So, where who, who would you who would you see, um, or, or who would you, who do you would you like to see each of those teams draft, being that they draft back to back? If I was the Giants, I would take Barkley because they haven't had an elite running back uh, in in a while since they haven't had the combination of. Or Ron Dane? No, no, no. Tiki Bar was elite with Ron Dane when he became there. And uh and uh and they had Jacob, that was a good combination. But they need a back. You know? And I think you can get one more year out of Eli and you have Odell and Sterling Shepard at the receivers and uh Evan Ingram. They need to improve the offensive line, but I think that would be 
taking a, a elite running back, man, for them. And I think Barkley's going to be elite. Will definitely knock oh, yeah. him out more quicker than the quarterback. Because unless you, I mean, because to me, I think of a, of a quarterback. If you draft a quarterback, you need to let him play. This way, if you have those those playmakers around him, it's not so much pressure on the quarterback, and you playing in New York. So I would take those nine to two. And I was a coach. So I'll take Chubb. Um, yeah. You know they need they need as Chuck Pagano says game record. They need a guy who can get to put some pressure <laughs> on, the, on the quarterback, man. So that's that's who that's who I will take without a you know I don't know about trading down unless you can trade down. I wouldn't like trade down like a twenty pick or anything like that. But you know, but I think I would get a guy like Chubb. Just to, you need somebody who can who can set set it off on that side and maybe get you sacks because guys who pass rushers can come in immediately and get you sacks. Even they're not every damn player, so. But that's who I would. Yeah. Scenario. I don't know. For me, for me as a coach, yeah, I was gonna say for me as a coach fan, uh, I, I personally, I think I, I don't, I really don't think uh, uh, Saquon's gonna be there. Uh, but honestly, I, I feel like we should, as a coach, I say we, uh, the coach need to take uh, Chubb as well. Uh, like for all the reasons Mike J just said from the defensive side, I think we are entering a new regime. I think that defense is going to. Um, be a little bit better this year. Um, and I also know, or I shouldn't say I know, but there's rumor that uh, the Colts uh, may be in, in the uh, runnings to acquire uh, Ziggy Ansah from the Lions. So I think that if, if, if we can get Chubb and then you have Ziggy Ansah from the Lions and we've got the young fella at safety um, and hopefully he's coming back from the injury, I think the Colts defense will be pretty solid, you know, enough to – to make some big plays, to, you know, make some differences in games, because that's really what we need right now. So that's that's the bow tie fresh uh, hope, you know, or, or direction I think there, or hope that we're going. But we're also going to do on our, on our other show, on group chat sports, we're going to do more of a all sports. We're going to do NFL draft, you know, preview and all that stuff. So we're, so Colin, oh, check yeah. in with us on Wednesday. We'll drop another show, as long as I don't have to, like, work like a Hebrew. We was going to do one last week, man, but I I didn't get home until 8.52, and the show was going to start at 9, so I had to push it back. But uh, definitely this week, you know, you know, knock on wood that I should be able to be home and we can do a group chat sports me and some more into your NFL draft scenarios after the combine and all that type of stuff. So, uh, no man, so usually we like to do different albums and those type of things, man, but there is nothing. We like to try to look back at hip-hop. Because both we, you know, both we both agree on, we really like. We like other types of hip hop that we grew up with. And man, I I didn't see anything that we really both would have bumped when, like, you know, either back when they came out. But I did get this book called it's a Chuck D. Called uh, my lady got it for me. This day in rap and hip hop history. So I got all this. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything for today, but I, you know, but I definitely have some stuff to talk about, you know, going forward. And I also got this. She got me this book. called the rap yearbook so it takes like every year of a song and then every year and they look different songs so give me a year and i'll and i'll tell you and i'll tell you what the song is maybe we can talk about it before we turn it yo i'm gonna go with 1997 all right 1997 the year is you know the song is can't nobody hold me down puff daddy featuring mace yeah man that was annoying and that no way out album was so tough that was a hey man, that album was extra tough. Tough. Hey, tough, I'm gonna tough, give you, I'm gonna give you another I'm gonna give you another year just 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 because I want to know 2001. Um, take it was Takeover versus Ether, so it was two on this book. So Jay Z okay. this, and then 
Ethers is this either. Okay. Yeah, man. So yeah, so that, that ether was, was a man, classic. So, yeah, man. I think Takeover the Blue. I mean, I, I didn't. I thought Nas was done. I remember, like I said, I remember buying the, the Nas Stillmatic at uh at Circus City up in Castleton, man, and being amazed when I heard. That's when I had my Toyota Camry, my first Toyota Camry, and I was amazed that Nas was going in like that, man. But uh. Now, and I listen to it a year later, I think Takeover is a better wrestler because he was hitting him with some facts. But he also didn't spend the whole songs on uh, on Nas like you know, like Jay Nas spent on him. But yeah, man, so we'll definitely come That quote from that daggone ether boy, when he was like, You mm-hmm. Cabo Ho. I said, Oh, yeah. My <laughs> trying to kick knowledge. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I, hit, I like when he hit him with the whiskers like a rat <laughs> compared to beans you whack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Compared to beans, you whack. <laughs> yeah, man. Ew. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. So like, what we we'll do is like, we'll we'll pick a year. I'll just have both tie pick a year, and it goes up from 1979 to 2014. So uh, we'll talk about we'll just talk about those songs, man. And you know, obviously 19, you know, before 1982, we weren't alive, but we've actually heard we've heard other songs. So. Yeah, oh, we just you know pick a year, man, and we'll just we'll just we'll just talk about it. So uh, definitely. And and, uh, and y'all hit us up on y'all hit us up on Twitter too. If y'all got a year that y'all inquisitive about, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know so we can discuss. Yeah, no doubt, man. And also, what was I gonna say? Also, and I read on Twitter, thirty-four years. The other day, Prince started recording when doves cry, which is one of my favorite oh, songs man. of all. One of, all of my time. Fa- yeah, one of mine too, brother. Dude didn't have no drums in the song. That's crazy. Man. Like he, you know, I think it was like such a. I don't think he can recreate. I don't think he could do it live without the track. Like how he did it there it was just he was in such a zone. So, you know, you know, I'm a Prince fan. So, yeah. So I, I yeah, seen that. But yeah, man. How could you just leave me standing? Standing. Yeah, man. I know. Uh, for real. Yeah. We don't want no hey. problems. None at all. None at all. I wouldn't want to know no smoke with Prince when he was alive. I just don't hey, feel like I no. feel like I feel like he would have had the nation of Islam type the end of the fruit of Islam running down on us for real. Hey, the fruits. Shout out hey, to the man. fruits of Islam. They don't play no games. Not at all, man. So uh hey man, so we wanted to finish it up with Monique. I know we talked about Monique the last a couple episodes ago. So I know both how you really want to get into this. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and you know carry the tenor of the conversation. We can you know go ahead and end this. Yeah. So I'm not. I, I don't want to keep continue to rehash. You know all the things with regards to Monique and um, her actions and different interviews that she's had. Uh, well, most recently she's had one with The View, and everyone knows about the, the Breakfast Club interview and some of the other you know interviews that she's had and posts that she's made on social media. Um, kind of what I wanted to potentially really discuss is like there, there is obviously something that's there. Something's going on from potentially Monique's end, and perhaps something's going on from the quote unquote industry's end, individual's perception. And it's just interesting to, for, to me to kind of see these dynamics kind of unfold little bit by little bit in every interview, every social media post, there's always seems to be a little bit uh, of an extra layer that, that uh, is unpeeled. And for me, like I I remember Monique being, you know, a big thing, you know, talk of the town with 
the Queens of Comedy and Precious and, you know, other other things that she's done, it was like, man, like, she's, she's really doing it. This is a black woman that's really doing it. Then all of a sudden it was like, whoo, just cold. And it's like, okay, what happened? Like, what was going on there? I know she's had some spotty stuff here or there. Um, and I was like, is it is it her brand of entertainment? that has that? Is it just no longer entertaining or people just not buying it? Um is it something that is that's even more there, or even there, uh, even more so from a personal standpoint? Uh, individuals in the in Hollywood in the industry always bring up her husband, and so I, people talk about her being a diva, and and you know, this and that, and it's like okay, so there's plenty of people that are divas in the industry, and you know they're still working. So like for me, it's all it it just is like I wonder what it is. Like I, I wonder what it could be, wonder what the what these conversations are about. And everybody, you know, I find it entertaining, you know, from her social media posts and she comes at you, you know, hello, my loves, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, beloved. I mean, I, I, yeah, beloved, you know, Lenard. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, but I just wanted to talk about it, bring it up, talk to you, Mike, just kind of get your perspective, like, in your opinion, because again, neither one of us know, but like, what do you think it is? As you continue to see uh, in all of the social media posts and different interviews, you know, thin layer by thin layer, kind of unraveling. Like, in your opinion, like, what do you see? What do you think it is? You know, what what could be going on? Common, there I think it's a combination moment? of things. I think I, I don't think black women get our will get their in Hollywood, but I also think it, it it's a lot of her attitude. And you know it's something, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Then she went on, she went on tirades like, I, "You can be angry about certain things." She kept saying that she kept souls out and all this type of stuff. But yeah, you got to be cool. You got to know somebody who works not in entertainment, but somewhere where they are the outlier. You got to know when to play the game and when to stand up. And that doesn't mean you're cooning right. or anything like that. It just means like, all right, it's just you got to know when to finesse and when to go forward. So I think kind of right. things. I think that the whole like having the husband or wife be your manager, I, I don't think I would be comfortable. So let me ask you this: You know, you're married. Would you want your wife to be your, if you were in entertainment, to be your manager? No, I would not. I would not want that to be the case at all. Uh, because for one big reason is I wouldn't want that to be the case because I wouldn't want to mix um, our relationship with the business, with the earnings of, of what I'm trying to make. Because if something goes awry, I don't want to be in that position to be like, oh, well, you should have negotiated better or you should have done this or you should have done that. I don't want to be in that position. But also I don't want to be in a position that, you know, if there is a lucrative deal or something of that nature where it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm dependent upon you making these deals and this and that. Like I, that, that's just an added layer um, that – for me, like I wouldn't want to have. I think it could bring. I think it could bring too much to to the table. Um, I would love for my mate to be really supportive. I would love for my mate to uh, be involved in me, like making some some career decisions, but not at the table. Let me come to you. Let us discuss some of these things, you know, in the privacy of our home, not at the not sitting at these business tables and things like that. Like that's just that's just for me. Um, but we, you and I have spoke on this show um, several times about um, presentation, um, handling things, you know, how Monique may have handled things, or even 50 Cent, how he handled things. We talked about that earlier. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think that sometimes um, in the entertainment world, like, some things are made very public, some things are handled in the wrong way, 
and they could be handled um, privately so that it does not seemingly affect your career or, or you know, the direction of what you're trying to do uh, or other things that you're trying to do. I think that it's things are just not handled in the best way. Um, and that's just my, that's just my opinion. Um, and corporations do it too. I think, you know, going all the way back to the way ESPN handled uh, the Jamel Hill situation, they did not handle that well publicly. They did not handle that well privately. I think if they could have handled that a little bit better privately, there might not have been all the things that have transpired, you know, the, the course of actions as they did. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's just another opinion of mine. I think that things can be handled in a certain way. I think that Netflix and Monique could have handled things in a certain way, um, particularly Monique because she seems to be the one that has come out and, you know, tried to get um, a following or trying to get the petitions or trying to get people to stop watching Netflix or whatever the case may be. I think that she brought it to the light um, when she could have kind of kept that, you know, um, kept that to herself and handled it differently. Let me say this. She had like yeah. from example, she had that Breakfast Club interview. She should have had she should have went I understand she was trying to prove a point after she did the whole Lenard thing and everything. She should have just been roasted. She should have showed right. she should have reminded everybody, you got this huge platform, who I am. I'm a legend and I do this and I'm funny as hell. Because now it seems like you're just angry. You, I mean, I would have told right. her, if I was her manager, I'd be like, look, I know you want to get your, your issue out. You get that for that, but I want you to you weave in the issue, but you weave in the jokes. Because ultimately, we want this new generation to know that how funny Monique is. That's what I would have told right. her. You know, that, that right. would have been like, all right, this is, this is my platform. If I'm calling you Lenard and all that type of stuff, interesting thing, man. One of our, one of our listeners said I should do that to you during one of our episodes and call you by your government name. I said, oh, I might have to do it. <laughs> 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 oh no, man, if you if you do that, man, you gotta you gotta do it in that in that in that same tone that Monique uses, <laughs> you know, beloved. <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to use that same tone, man. <laughs> like I said, yeah, I'm gonna bust it out one time, but I don't want him to know I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna start doing it, see if he catches on to it. Because one thing about both of he get upset. He doesn't say anything. He'll just like he'll just ignore it. So I'm just, I'm just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> Y'all, you know me, but like, what? Because I was like, what? And it didn't. 
But like, but like Mike J said, like it really, it didn't hit me until again I was quiet. It didn't hit me that he was joking until a little bit down the line. I'm like, all right, this guy, I, okay, and now I see what he's doing. But at first, I was like, man, are you serious right now? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like, well, that. But my thing was just like, I think this would make the show. But I'm like, you gotta know I'm joking. Like, why would I about your kids? <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the fun parts of doing the show. We really want to like bring our guys, bring everybody into like our kind. Conversations and like, why we why we do this? Because we do we do it really just fun. But yeah, so it's just like I'm like Absolutely. a super silly person. But then when like when people when I go off as both times I go off. But most of the time I just yeah. I just laugh at you. I just I just like I like to be Petty Pablo and so unless you just piss me off. Like last week, y'all pissed. I was ready to run. Hey y'all, like like real talk. Mike J was pissed last last yeah. week. <laughs> Pissed. Pretty for like li- for like literally up until like Thursday we were talking and like we I cracked the joke or he cracked the joke and like he actually started laughing like but before that like literally every conversation was very serious like I could tell that he was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. So yeah, I just it was just. Hey, but rightfully so though. My man, yeah. my man, my yeah, man was rightfully. He, he rightfully oh, so he should be. He was oh, he's flagrant. You know what I'm saying? But it's whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? We bury the cockroaches where they stay. You know, but uh, yeah, man, but. <laughs> But uh, Mom, like going back to Monique, she should have been cracking them jokes. You know what I'm saying? So this no should have been. I'd have been. I'd have been lining. I'd have been lining Leonard up, up. Because you know yeah. it's one thing for him to get on them artists and all that stuff, and they could be a little quick with it. But she's a comedian, <laughs> so that's yeah, a whole yeah. another thing of this being. Because they used to be on the spotlight. They just on your head, on your head, on your head, on your head. And she should have been on. I mean, I'd have been on all three of them, but made it funny, not malicious. She should have just showed that I'm funny where they'd have been laughing and then like then then the then the tenor of the conversation would have changed because of the platform that she Right. But I also think that secondly, you know, behind that, if she had done something like that at the end of the conversation, she could have been like, That's why I deserve, you know, whatever money yeah. that I should have got. You know what I mean? Like that it would have been just a culmination just to show and prove like yeah, this is why I'm worth that. This is why I'm fighting so hard for this, you know, so forth and so on. So again, Tying it all back together, y'all. It's about presentation. It's about handling you ha- how you're handling certain things, and you know, just it just depends. Sometimes, you, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I mean, you don't realize it until after the fact. But um, if there are some things that you can do, you know, during or or before things, you know, jump off, you know, by all means, do that. Just kind of be aware of how you're handling certain situations. No doubt, man. So, uh, hey, man. So I'm kind of done with Monique. You done? Oh yeah, man. Just wanted to get that out. See what everybody's thinking. Oh, no, no, if you guys yeah, have a different perspective. Yeah, hit us up. And yeah, always know hit us all up, our man. contact information is in the episode descriptor. So from our Snapchat to our emails, our Instagram, to our Twitter, to our personal Twitter, any way that you can contact us is in is in the description. The only thing is it's in our phone number, so I don't think we can do that. And plus I might think you Sally May, you might get cussed out. <laughs> but uh all that uh <laughs> all our personal information is in the descriptor of the episode. And also we need y'all to rate and review and share the show. That's something we definitely need y'all to do because there's some other things we're trying to do to like really build our show out. And we got we need you guys to help. I know we have our core listeners, but we want to take this to the next level. I think, you know, you know, some people rock with us, some people don't. And for those who don't, you know, once I find your name and everything else, I'm probably gonna be, you know, petty Pablo and throw jokes and stuff at you. <laughs> you know, if you got a, if you got a weakness, I'm gonna find out about it. You know, so if you brush things or whatever, <laughs> I find out, I'm gonna throw a shot. <laughs> 
I am, man, we come to that, I am supremely petty. But uh, I'll joke aside, we appreciate everybody for listening to us, rocking with us. So I think we're on episode 24 of Grown Man-ish, and then, you know, we got the other stuff, and then, you know, we got group chat probably coming Wednesday. Hey, Bowtie, you know, I put in the descriptor, the new the, the, the new wrestling podcast. So, man, give me, just give him a little bit about the new wrestling podcast coming up. Oh, yeah, so uh, your, your boy Bowtie Fresh, uh, uh, Mike, Mike J, too, but... Your boy Bowtie Fresh, uh, my, my cousin uh, uh, Rick, and, and, and my my other brother. I call him my brother because he is my other brother Rob. Like we're really big into wrestling. You know, we were as kids, and even now, um, and that we're adults, we're big into wrestling. You know, we watch and you know watch the pay per views, and now our kids are big into wrestling. So um, it was it was a, a brainchild of mine um, and, and my cousin Rick. So we are going to uh, begin working on a show, a uh, wrestling show. Um, and it, it will be called the Perfect Plex Podcast, Triple P. So um, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for some content. Uh, we will talk um, pretty much all things wrestling, you know, going back to, the, you know, the big early days, you know, to what's going on now, to uh, the evolution of wrestling, things of that nature, just just some casual talk about wrestling. So if you are a wrestling fan, um, chime in, you know. Give us a call, you know, or or, or send us a send us some uh, uh, Twitter or, or email or something like that, and let us know what you think. But that will be coming soon for you guys. Yeah, man, and also, and you know, you got the Twitter and everything else. I'll put him on the spot, man. But you know, he he got to be ready. You know, you got to be on point, baby. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I thought no you just fished, you got to be ready to dunk. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we also got the smooth, you know, and both of these podcasts are produced by Grown Man Ish. So it's like, you know, we both are, we're, that's my brother, but we had something, you know, some different interests or some interests. Like, I was in the wrestling about 16. Then I kind of was just like, eh. But, uh, you know, I like that old wrestling yeah. stuff. So maybe I might get on there if they're talking about some old classic stuff or maybe stuff that I was really watching until then. And also, we got the Smooth Jab yeah. podcast. This is all about Yeah, I was about, to t- I was about to say, man. Tell them about the Smooth Jab. So, the Smooth, smooth Jab, Jab podcast bro. is about. <laughs> hey, straight, straight out. You got to check it out. Um, so we talk about uh, current fights, upcoming fights, um, classic fights. Like, you know, like the last one I did, I did Bo Holyfield 1. Once I watch a fight, and I just kind of give a review on it, some backstory, some after story, what happened after, to some to the winners and to the losers. And we also talk about those what if fights. So, People always talk about, well, who would you think will win between Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson? And that means I will really bust it down, and I'm just giving it. It would be easiest out of Muhammad Ali. But just I like really get down, look at the guys, and during their peak, you know, the height, the weight, reach, and all those type of things, fighting style, and break it down. So, uh, you know, stuff like that, man. So we're really excited about bringing different content. And we also got another show we're working on. We are still, you know, a women's show. That you know we're still like in the very 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 early stages of that, trying to get that mm-hmm. down. This is kind of life has kind of happened. We've been kind of busy. The other ones are pretty a lot easier to do, but we're really excited about our yeah, women's no show. So, so like absolutely, me, shout, shout, shout out shout out to those women that are yeah that's down with us. I was gonna so, say shout know, out to the women that that are that are that are rocking with us. But both of them are are, yeah. are very anxious and, and chomping at the bit. So definitely uh, shout out to both of them also. Yeah, so definitely got to get them to meet together so we can get some content. So some of the stuff, we'll have different feeds up, but it'll all be exactly produced by Grown Man-ish, you know what I mean? So it's just like we still we all, we all still together. It's just, you know, have different interests, but it's still the same gang. It's still gang, you know what I mean? So uh, that's right. it, man. So Otai, go ahead and finish this up with old, with old good comment, man, so that I can take my petty behind, so Petty Pablo can go get some gas. 
<laughs> so so uh, what I'm going to leave you guys with actually actually uh, speaks to to Petty Pablo and, and some of the things. Uh, maybe not as always necessarily being petty, but you know just when you're trying to lift yourself up. So um, my, my my quote this week is for for you guys is no one has ever made himself or herself great by showing how small someone else is. Um, so simmer on that a little bit, but you know it, it, it speaks to some of the pettiness that goes on out here, um, but more so uh, to a lot of the what, what people would call flexing or showing or or what have you. You know what I mean? It, no one. It, it's it's okay for you to feel blessed and for be blessed and be proud of your accomplishments and your successes and things of that nature. But don't try to shit on anybody else. Don't go out of your way to show anybody else because they may not have, you know, what you feel is a level of success or the, a certain car or what have you. You know, that, that that's not going to make you any better than, you know, than what you are. It, it doesn't make you better than anybody else. But I, I made a Twitter post the other day, too, and it said to be blessed is, is also by blessing someone else. So, again, if you're in a position, you know, you, you are being blessed, you know, be it financially or, or emotionally or whatnot, be positive to someone else. Try to uplift someone else's spirits. You know, there's children out here that don't get three meals a day. Uh, you know, donate, you know, if you're financially blessed and driving your Beamer and this and that and whatever, uh, remember, you know, maybe $10 to, to a homeless person or $20 to, a, you know, a women's shelter or a men's shelter, that may go a long way. So, uh, just remember, you know, your your blessings can be blessing to someone else. Yeah, man. I really, I mean, this definitely gave us a word, man. So, like I said, I'm a, I am a person who is in still growing and maturing. So, uh, you know, definitely, oh, yeah. you know. But you I know, but I know this I know this brother, and this and and the pettiness is is part of uh, my J's personality, but it's a funny part. Very, very, very few times, and maybe I saw the last week, but there are a few times where Mike J is malicious with his pettiness. It's normally normally in a joking manner and the flow of a conversation or something of that nature. He, he He's not a malicious person, so I don't want anybody to get that twisted or, or anything like that. That's not who Mike J is. Um, actually, this brother is a, is a very giving brother, very uplifting, very positive person, so I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea about Mike J. Um, but Again, it's just a part of his personality, you know, so forth and so on. That's my brother, and I'm going to stand next to him and defend him in front of him. You know what I'm saying? That's no doubt, man. So uh, definitely, man. So we just definitely moving on. Appreciate everybody, you know, rocking with us. And, uh, you know, keep it funky, keep it punching. And, uh, you know, we out of here. <laughs> Another petty move by my day. Hey, Pablo got to live up to it, man. Hey, bro, I'll let you offline, man. All right, y'all. That'll be easy. Uh, later. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.